Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Manalytics podcast. I am your host, Drew Hardiman. I'm here with Rain Hernandez, Simon Kishchuk, and Cameron Tobin. We're just a bunch of guys being dudes sitting around a table talking sports. Uh, we got a couple of headlines coming out from breaking news stories across the world of sports. So we're going to hop right into it and we're going to go with Kyler Murray's decision to take the NFL over the MLB. Rain, your thoughts? Well, first off, I'm not really shocked by this uh, decision of Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's a crazy athlete. We're not denying that. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's pretty crazy to be, you know, an elite athlete in both baseball Mm -hmm. and football. I consider myself an amazing athlete in hockey, but uh, not in the second sport. Maybe basketball, but I'm just a uh, role player in that, just a D player, you know, play defense. But, yeah, Kyler Murray's a... You know, great athlete, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. But uh, obviously, I have different opinions. I thought he would stay with, or I thought it'd be a better decision for him to stay to stick to baseball. But mm-hmm. hey, I'm not him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's probably got CT anyway, so as might as well just try and cash in a check as he can. This is really the first time we're seeing a guy who is as good in two different sports. Uh, Cameron, have you any recollection of any other story happening like this? Well, you always hear of quarterbacks getting drafted as and as baseball players as well. In, uh, Russell Wilson goes mm. through Yankees. Johnny Davis football. Winston Johnny too. football. Yeah, same thing. Uh, on the Kyler front, I think he's a first-round draft pick. Anyone disagree there? Uh, no, I feel like the quarterback field is actually a little weak this year. Me too. And a lot of yeah. teams that... Uh, passed on quarterbacks last year looking at the Giants they'll probably take like a Dwayne Haskins or something like that I think Haskins but, is ahead of him for sure yeah me too I yeah, think, light years. Yeah. yeah but um I feel like there are a lot of reports coming out of teams really interested in him just because of the way the NFL is going he's a really mobile quarterback he can use a lot for read options and he's really elusive which is you know you, you don't hate that in a quarterback so I think he's definitely a top uh, first round pick sorry yeah you heard the whole Cardinals thing where they're first yeah. over, they have the first overall pick Rumors been coming out that they're willing to trade uh, Josh Rosen to get Kyler Murray. Do you guys think that'll happen at all? Uh, I really don't think it'll happen because that came from the Cliff Kingsbury when he earlier in the year he was like, "Hey, I would take him first overall," mm-hmm. but he was just really saying that because you know he was just trying to pump his tires because yeah, he was obviously a coach for Texas Tech and he was preparing for him right. So obviously you're gonna give him some uh, some praise, but he wasn't an NFL coach at the time, and now that he is, because. No one could have predicted that, you know, because obviously he went to yeah, USC sure. and then he came over. So, you know, I just I just think it's just buzz, nothing around mm-hmm. it. You know, they, the Cardinals obviously spent a lot of time in Josh Rosen, so I don't think they give up on him too quickly. So, Yeah, and there's also a lot of higher-up guys or a lot of people in the war room telling, draft this guy, draft this guy. So I don't think they'll, they'll go to uh, Kyler Murray, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they have a lot of needs. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals suck. Let's be honest here. Uh, obviously, it'd be crazy to have someone uh, opposite of Chandler Jones, like a Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. which would be insane. That'd be unreal. Not as good as the Colts, but... Oh, God. All right, uh, moving on, just so we don't talk about the Colts for the next three hours. Uh, latest signing, Kareem Hunt to the Browns. Cameron, your thoughts on that? Um, their backfield is now stacked. Nick Chubb is a starting caliber mm-hmm. running back. Uh, they have Duke Johnson there as well. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Duke um, if you move him to the slot at all. But I think their backfield is stacked. Now, off the field, there's the whole 
video that surfaced of yeah. him, the domestic violence. Looks bad on him. I think that's the big question here is whether or not he should have actually picked up a new team if they uh, they should take the risk on him and give him another chance in the league because there was a reason he his last contract was terminated. Yeah, and the the GM of the uh, of the Browns came out with this whole statement and he signed some some guys with questionable histories in the past. He's given a lot of second chances, so it's not a total shock to see from him, but it's still scary when you see a guy who did something that he did and with all the evidence against him that he still has a job in the NFL. Right? Well, and it's, I think it's still a it's still a risk too for that team cuz whether if he's um they're still investigating, he's not allowed to play until yeah. the investigation is over and then after that he he'll have a six game suspension anyway, so it's mm. still it's kind of a gamble on yeah. on their part to pick him up in the first place, but um given whether or not he can even play, and also given his his personal and off field um, shenanigans lately. Yep. Yeah, this shows that you know the NFL is a business. Uh, if you compare it to what the Ray Rice situation, completely exact same situation, but the only difference is you know Ray Rice was on the downhill, but Kareem Hunt is still in his prime. Well, he was like, leading literally. the league in rushing when he got suspended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly, and also in his second year in the league, he was an absolute stud. His last game was against the Rams, and he absolutely torched the Rams. So, it obviously it looks really bad on the Browns, but on the field they look a lot better. I mean that it shows in the NFL that you do need two high caliber running backs. Mm-hmm. Look at the Saints; they have Kamara and you know Ingram, and then now the Browns have Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and I don't yeah. I don't see a lot of teams topping that. I see an issue with the NFL system here too. I don't think that their domestic violence policy is near strong enough. No. If someone like Kareem Hunt with that video surfacing can come get a second chance less than 12 months after that video comes out, I think the NFL has got to be harder on his players with his domestic policy, domestic violence policy. Yeah, No, no doubt he gets suspended, though, 100%. Oh, oh he has gone. to. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on to another AFC team. The Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of gone off the rails this year with a lot of uh, off-the-field issues as well as not performing on the field. Um, so we're going to go right into AB's trade request. Uh, Rain? Yeah, uh, this is not shocking at all. I mean, the whole year is building up. Uh, if you you know flash back to the beginning of the year when uh, uh, someone asked him about you know his production and he said trade me and find out. Yeah. Obviously, no one thought anything of it at the time. He thought you were just talking about yeah. Fantasy. We kind of just figured that it was just him being like a big shot and yeah. a little confident in his abilities. Yeah, but now uh, you know with everything that happened where he got bench the last game of the year after his uh little antics but i mean in my opinion i think he's still top three wide receiver in the league he led the league in touchdowns and it's uh people talk about his age and like oh he's 31 but it's a different position it's not like he's a running mm-hmm. back where you know he's taken a lot of yeah he's still hits. got a couple years left yeah he's and he's although he's slowed down compared to last year he's still unreal so i mean I have no issues with him requesting a trade. Um, You see now with players like Chris Borland retiring at early ages to get away from the potential CTE issues, I have no issue with the player flexibility. If he wants to to move on in his career, his career is going to be shorter than than average where he's a skill position receiver taking big hits. I, I have no issue with the fact that if he wants to be traded, go for it. His quarterback is aging. Who knows what Le'Veon Bell is going to do this offseason. We know where he's going. <laughs> and here we go back to Colts talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no issue with it. But where do you guys think he's going to go? That's a great question. Right? I, I honestly don't know. 
Uh, there's a lot of teams. He obviously wants to go to San Francisco. A few weeks ago, he posted that picture of Jerry Rice, and mm-hmm. he's like, I want to follow in his footsteps. I see of it as a pretty good fit. Uh, Jimmy G will get back from injury. They obviously need help at uh, receiver. All they had was, what, Marquise Goodwin, and then they have top five tight end and George Kittle, so mm-hmm. they need to get some weapons. That defense is up and coming, DeForest Buckner and uh, you know all those players there, so... Yeah, I think we'll Arizona is another potential landing spot for him. They got a lot of assets they can move around, and they definitely need some talent. So, wouldn't Speak, be afraid to him. Speaking of assets, the Raiders have three first-round picks in this in the first round of this draft. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Do we think they're going to make a move for him at all? Uh, I I see a lot of the rumors, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. They're, they'd have to give up a lot of capital yeah. to get AB, and they they're have too, too many thin. holes. They're too mm-hmm. thin. Yeah, so they don't really have anywhere to play now either. So yeah, so they got to work on that first. Oh, absolutely. All right, moving on to some more football talk. The AAF, the American Alliance of Football, just had its first week this past weekend. Uh, we are all really into this league. It's super entertaining. Uh, I, myself, and I'm Arizona Hot Shots fan. We slapped up the Salt Lake City Stallions 38-22. to Yeah, sorry about that, big guy. Uh, <laughs> the, Apollos, let's go, baby. Yeah, the Orlando Apollos absolutely slapped the Atlanta Legends 40-6. to the Birmingham Iron put a defensive showcase on the Memphis Express, winning 26-0. And the San Antonio Commanders beat the San Diego Fleet 15-6. Rain, what are your thoughts on this league as a whole? Well, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, this year, the uh, the buzz around the NFL was the rebirth of the XFL. Mm-hmm. So the AAF really came out of nowhere and shocked yeah. everyone. It's a pretty awesome league. You get to see a bunch of familiar faces, uh, personally. I'm a big Apollos fan because of former Michigan running back Davion Smith. Hmm. Uh, he had a touchdown. He had the first touchdown in uh, Orlando Apollos history, so he'll yeah. forever Congrats to him. be engraved there. So I'll be cheering for them. Simon, how about you, buddy? Who are you look, cheering for? Look, I'm a, I'm a big San Diego fleet. I just decided in the last uh, 30 seconds who my team is going to be. <laughs> Bandwagon. And, uh, Pick the losing team. Yeah, so I'm going over. with the underdog team here. So they're we're 0-1 right now. So... I'm only. I'm just looking for them to pick up the season. You know, I have good yeah. result in the next game is is all they need right now. You're looking for a big bounce back. Oh, big bounce back. Yeah, it no good to be going on a losing streak this early in the season and in their history. So don't want to uh, start with a bunch of losses. Tobin, tough look for your Stallions winning to my Hot Shots, 38-22. Any thoughts on that? Well, we lost our starting quarterback at halftime, which um, will derail any team. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hope he's not out for too long, but. If you look at the teams as a whole, a bunch of teams with great names, great logos. Oh, yeah. The on-field product is electric. It's just going to be a fun league to follow for the next This is just games. American entertainment at its finest. Yeah, it literally sounds like it came out of a carnival. Like, all the yeah. team names <laughs> sound like created Madden teams that are just oh, default. Yeah. So, I think the names are pretty Bush League, but, hey, the product uh, on the field is pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. can't complain, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think personally, I think the names are the funnest part of any league, and when, the uniforms are pretty gross. When too. the new, when a new league comes out, comes up like this with with brand new team, new mm-hmm. franchises, new players, new new everything, logos, colors, they can choose whatever they want, and they've chosen some pretty fun stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm a fan. Pretty cool. We're all in on the AAF. I think we can 100%. all agree on that. Yeah. With do you see the hit on the quarterback? Oh, the one where he got just popped. Right. His helmet popped yeah. off, and it was a le- it was a legal, legal hit. hit. Yeah, that's the best part to me. If anyone wants to join the AEF fantasy league that we're going to be running next year, uh, feel free to join. Uh, my team name will be the uh, Reigns team. Pretty uh, pretty creative name. I, I, if I for think someone that it. just um, 
just ratted on the whole AAF team names. I think Rain's name is it. Yeah, it's Rain's Rain's Rain. Rain's name, eh? No, it's Rain's team. Pretty good. I'm so. going with a Drew squad. Oh, that's that that is crazy. I'm uh, I'm I'm Team Simon next year. So Ooh, just putting like that, that out there. I like that. You guys are raising the bar real high here. Well, what's your team gonna be called then, Tobin? Mount Tobin's Pearl. team. <laughs> Mount, Ooh, Pearl. Mount Pearl. The TTs. The Tobin's team. That's crazy. Watch out for Trent Richardson being drafted first overall in my fantasy. <laughs> right, actually, hot take for next year. I think Cam Newton goes number one in the fantasy draft. Probably not. I, I don't think shoulder. so. <laughs> I can't even pick up a, pick up a fork right now. No, I think McCaffrey will actually be there because his dad's the commish, so he'll, he'll be in the no AF next year. Christian McCaffrey goes to that league if he has any bit of, a, of an NHL future. Hey, if he wants to play with his in his dad's league, I think he could. Just I, off I season, don't uh, think that'll be a defining. All right, thing. we'll make the bet now, boys. I think McCaffrey and Newton just play just for fun in the AF. Yeah. Cam Newton would excel in the AF. No, if he can't. Yeah, no, no, that's no. his league. That's his league. Are you league? kidding me? Every, like, place? mobile college quarterback would put up yeah, 80 probably. fantasy points in the AF. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Johnny Football. Ooh, there's a look. Kyler Yo, Murray imagine in the Johnny AAF. Football goes to the AAF. Yeah, that'd be pretty if, crazy. If, like, the CFL doesn't work out for him, which it doesn't. It will. It will. It will. I have, I have all faith in Johnny Football to I hope so. regain, his, uh, regain his mojo. Comeback season, eh? Comeback season every day. So. All right, switching leagues. Uh, the NBA trade deadline has gone come and gone uh there's a couple big moves starting with tobias harris to the uh from the clippers to the philadelphia 76ers cameron yeah so the sixers inevitably got better in that trade um they traded landry Schmidt, but they also gave up their first round pick the miami pick in 2021 mm-hmm. which is going to be a big asset in 2021 yeah, yeah. with miami's uncertainty it's also the first draft that high school players are rumored to be a part of i think that's a big asset to give up for half a year of Tobias or Toby Murray or Toby Harris story. Um, I just think that's a, that's a hole they really didn't need to fill at this point. They had Wilson Chandler who was playing all right for them. I think they need guard help. I still mm. don't think their guards are deep enough for, to make a run through the Eastern conference. And I think that's where their real problems lie. Yeah. I saw it last night in their game with Boston. Um, they started par- posting Marcus smart up on the block against JJ Redick. And it was just causing havoc oh, yeah. for the 76ers defense. Brain, your thoughts? They still can't shoot. I mean, Toby <laughs> Harris is is a really good three point shooter, but off the bench they have no scoring. So, They're and in the playoffs you need a deep bench, so you can't really run yeah. with six guys. So I can't wait for the Raptors to dummy them when they play. Last night they were going offense defense in the fourth quarter yeah. for JJ Redick and Jonathan Simmons. So they're putting. Simmons oh, Jonathan Simmons is a stud. You heard <laughs> he's like a top three small forward in the East, hundred percent after that trade. Just hot oh, yeah. takes left, right, and center here from Rain. Jeez. All right, moving on to the Toronto Raptors making another big deal, acquiring Marc Gasol from the Memphis Grizzlies. Cameron, I know you got a lot to say on this. We'll start with you. Yeah, so they the Raptors really got better without giving up too much talent. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas didn't play for the last six weeks, so it's like their team, they're not really missing anyone. DeLon Wright never really was the point guard that everybody thought he'd be. He was never the primary point guard on a bench unit. And C.J. Miles, who was a shooter who couldn't shoot this year. I think that's a great trade for the Raptors. They're giving up minimal talent, and they're mm. getting better with Marc Gasol. Yep. Simon, any thoughts on it? Look, I'm looking forward to seeing Lynn Sanity there, too. I think we just yeah. skipped over that a little him. bit. No, I was going to bring another, him up. Set. I got it well, down. Okay. Another, another big trade there. Yeah. For Marc Gasol, I think it, it's a nice pickup. It's nothing wrong with it. They didn't yeah. lose much. 
improve the squad. I'm a fan. Cool. And, uh, yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, Lynn Sanity. I'm very excited for this. I don't think he'll have the same run in New York, but he's going to be electric when he gets here. I know, Rain, you're already buying a Lynn Sanity jersey. Yes. Uh, as a person with uh, you know background from from Asia, it obviously inspires me that you know Jeremy Lin is in the NBA. Obviously, there's not a lot of people of Asian descent in the NBA, so I'm obviously a big fan. I've been a big fan for a while of Jeremy Lin, so now that he's come home to Toronto, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're not the only one. Toronto's a pretty diverse city. If yeah, anything, it's crazy. If anything, that's going to fire the fan base up for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, if you see on a Six Buzz TV, uh, the most elite account on Instagram, like buzz. there's a lot of uh, a lot of hype around Jay Lin, so I'm not the only one who's excited, but yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I know the super fan's going to be bumping when he comes out too, so oh, absolutely. can't see him. The Raptors essentially upgraded. They got rid of Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and upgraded to Marc Gasol, Jeremy Lin, and Malcolm Miller. Okay. I really Chris Boucher. That too. Quebec star. I really think they're Huge better across Quebec. the board. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a fun little trade too to get Jeremy Lin in. Like, why not? He's available. Just pick him up, improve the squad a little bit more. Yeah. Bring in a nice name, try and sell some jerseys. Absolutely. You bet. All right, moving on. Uh, there's been a couple storylines coming out this year about freak injuries. The latest one is David Pasternak, who engaged in some off-ice team activities, as the GM put it, hurt his thumb, hitting, uh, falling out of a cab or a bus, we're not sure yet, and he's out for two weeks with surgery. Uh, Cameron, you got any more freak injury stories? Well, the one that stands out for me was a couple of years in Blue Jays spring training. Michael Saunders had to miss the first half of the season after stepping on a sprinkler head. The other one for me would be the Kevin Pilar last spring training missed 10 days, straining his oblique by sneezing. That's a tough look for Pilar, I won't lie. Right? Uh, we'll stick with the uh, baseball theme. I don't know if you remember, but uh, a few years ago in the ALE, or in the, uh, what was it? The, yeah, the, fuck, what was it? Oh, the Trevor Bauer injury. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Trevor Bauer right before his start, what was it? A uh, drone incident? Cut his finger. Cut his finger on the drone. Oh, that was disgusting. Then he missed this. Or no, he still start. He still. Uh, he missed his next start. Yeah. yeah. He still played Fine. though. Right after, and then he Didn't just got lit up. Didn't his finger like burst? His yeah. next one though, because yeah. I remember seeing a picture of his hand like on the mound, and it's just yeah. drenched in blood. Yeah, he just got lit up. So, but also, uh, this happened what a few days ago. Craig Anderson, Ottawa Senators goalie, uh, missed his starter. He's still missing time because he got hit in the face by a tennis ball. That describes oh. Ottawa's season right there. That is a tough. Yeah, that's that's nothing. I mean, you never injuries are never something you wish on anyone, mm -hmm. and it's never something you want to see. But it's it's a little bit entertaining when we yeah. find these uh, these little stories of you know it's one thing to get injured at training or during a mm -hmm. game or all that, and it's horrible to see somebody stretchered off or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting when we see these stories. Somebody just hanging out at home or. You know, something some stupid happens on the still. street or something, and then next thing you know, they're up for a couple of weeks or longer. So, all right, cool. All right, moving on to our first segment, Wagon City. So this is where we just go through the teams that are hot right now and across any and all sports, um, and we talk about them for a little bit. So we're gonna start in the NHL, Calgary Wagon, San Jose Wagon. Cameron, any thoughts on them? 
I'm still not buying into Calgary at this point. Really? They're, they're, Boo. They're deep rock. Johnny Hammond Cheese is about to put eight <laughs> goals up on your team now. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm not buying into them being able to make a, a deep postseason run. You the Pacific suck. Division wow. is really weak. I think whoever comes out of that Pacific Division is going to get torched in the playoffs. Wow. Big call there. That's crazy. Rain, any rebuttal? Well, Calgary's good at hockey. All right. Can't control. They're really good at putting the puck in the net. That mm-hmm. first line of Monahan, Gaudreau, and uh, Lindholm. Yuck. Just fire. And also, Matthew Kachuk is an absolute star. Uh, I feel like he doesn't get a lot of praise on that team because of Gaudreau and because of the emergence of Lindholm. But right now, he's a point of game player and he is looking good. And they won the trade, man. I'm being honest. They won that trade. That changed, that shook up their whole franchise mm-hmm. this year. So that helped out. They're looking good right now. Matthew Chuck is having an unbelievable year. He's got 57 points in 56 games, which is, like, really good for a 21-year-old. I feel like everyone's just kind of skipping over that, especially with the depth or the their crazy top six that they have. Yeah. All right, moving on. San Jose. They are just, just took over Calgary for first place in the Western Conference, right? Yeah. Uh, they have this defenseman that they just picked up. His name's Eric Carlson. Ooh. Yeah, who's that, right? And he's doing pretty he's doing pretty well for himself. He came out of nowhere this year. Had no idea who he was and he's just been lights out for them. Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. Uh he's he's a phenomenal player. He was a star in Ottawa for years and now that he has a fresh start after what happened mm-hmm. last year, it's good to see him be back and probably uh be up there for the Norris this year again, as usual. More than likely. San Jose started the year slow, but it was only a matter of time when you have a a defensive core that features mm-hmm. Brett Burns, Eric Carlson, and Mark Edward Vlasic. It's only a matter of time before they break out of a slump. Yeah, especially with the depth and the names they have up front, too. Like, you know, Jumbo Joe, he was a little hurt at the beginning of the year, but he's starting to pick it up just past Gordie Howe for um, top 10 in assists all time. Uh, tied uh, Timu Solani, I believe it is, for top for uh, 15th most points of all time, too. So congrats to him. He's got an, an illustrious career, to say the least, and he's he's just bringing it home now. He had an illustrious beard too, but he. Um, yeah, I'm really mad that he shaved it. I don't blame him though, because he's kind of, kind of turned into Santa Claus. It's a little gray, but looks ugly. I missed it. Nothing fired me up more than that picture of him signing the contract on the tractor with his big beard. <laughs> it was that was just Joe Thornton in a nutshell for me. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't love a good a good uh, announcement like that too? Like those are always. I saw it on Twitter. I just I actually just laughed out loud. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. All right, moving on to the NBA wagons. We got the Brooklyn Nets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Rain, I know you're a big Brooklyn Nets guy. Yeah, uh, probably you guys know that Karis LeVert, former Michigan star, is was their best player before injury, and now that he's back, they're looking good. But uh, I think a team that people are sleeping on, the Golden State Warriors. They're looking really good right now. Shut up, shut up. So I think they're a wagon. I I personally don't like them, but I think they're going to be really good in the come playoff time. I Look, will everybody s- knows that the Golden State Warriors are a good team here. We're uh, trying to keep on, on topic a little yeah. bit here, Rain. <laughs> Big basketball guy over there. <laughs> Big basketball guy over here. It is a tough look for a Michigan man like you, Rain, for your wagon team to have an Ohio State starting point. Yeah, uh, it looks really bad on me. Uh, personally, I think that guy's a clown. Uh, but now that he's... Uh, he's the reason they're a wagon. What are you saying? Yeah, no, it was Levert. And then when Levert got injured, it was all Dinwiddie after that. But I don't know who you guys are talking about. So, Cameron's I mean, ever ever since uh, Levert got injured, it's been Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen and Joe Harris that's been carrying that team. So, 
Okay, uh, yeah. Cameron, I'm going to let you take this. <laughs> yeah, so obviously NBA All-Star D'Angelo Russell had nothing to do with their success. <laughs> yeah, but he replaced uh, Victor Oladipo. Rest in peace. I miss you. He's still he's an NBA still, All-Star. He's not dead he's, either. <laughs> he's a top 15 player in the in East. Indiana, I miss you. Jeez, just make him sound like he had a funeral last week or something there, right? No, his leg had a funeral. That's what Drew was telling me when he got injured. Drew and Cam were like, I don't oh, saying that. what happened to Oladipo? I heard he had a nice break. I was like, oh, shit. No, that's all crazy. I said is he, he snapped in that game. Oh, see? <laughs> Jesus. That, that's crazy stuff. Y'all are mean. All right, moving on to my wagon team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Both Paul George. Paul George is having an MVP year. I'll just say it. Um, Russell Westbrook just tied Will Chamberlain's triple, most consecutive triple-double record with 10 games. Uh, over the last 12 games, they've been on an unbelievable stretch. Uh, I know Paul George is averaging 36 points over that that 12-game span. Cameron, your thoughts on this wagon? Paul George might be the MVP in the NBA this yeah, year. Yeah, I just said it. He's having He's an unbelievable, unbelievable. season. Uh, and at this point, the um, the attention is being turned to Russell Westbrook averaging getting his 10th straight triple-double mm-hmm. when he's getting fake rebounds and even fluffed assists, too. Um, Still count. The clip came out, or the, the news came out the other day that Russell Westbrook looked at Paul George in the game and he's like, he was like, you're one rebound away from getting a triple-double. And this was a close game. Paul George was focused on winning. He didn't care about his triple-double. Um, I think it was interesting for me that OKC was quiet on the trade deadline. I think they're another piece away from making a deep, serious deep, run, yeah. deep, deep playoff run with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And I was really surprised they were quiet. Mm-hmm. Brain, anything? Yeah, they're... I used to love Paul George back in the day before he betrayed us. Uh, our, our pacer nation but he I, i'm proud of i'm happy for him he's looked great out there okc looks you know as if they're another threat in the west mm-hmm. which is that's great but uh yeah he's been i think he's my he's on my mvp too so we'll, we'll see what happens there but uh obviously when they play golden state i don't know yeah they're, they're <laughs> probably still gonna lose him like four or five to go. We'll probably lose but, to Utah again. Uh, Joe Ingles will oh, strap up Paul George again. I love Utah in the playoffs. Yeah, look, I mean, they've had a they've had a good season. We'll see how they can hold up in the playoffs when they come up against a real uh, a real tough opponent mm-hmm. over over the course of a, yeah. a Joe playoff Ingles campaign. Is incredible. But, uh, you know, when you've got Paul George having a season he's having right now, and Russell Westbrook still doing what he's doing on a crazy streak of triple doubles right now, um, you know, anything can happen, and the playoffs are. You know, it's anybody's guess, but you know, obviously they're gonna have to prove it to uh, to everybody if they come up against a a, a big solid uh, championship team. Mm-hmm. I think the acquisition of Dennis Schroeder was big for them too in the off season. Helps their bench. It does help their bench, and Russell Westbrook isn't isn't an elite shooter, right? He's shooting sixty five percent from the free throw line at this point. He's not a great three point shooter He's either. Terrible three point shooter right? this year. He takes stupid shots. Yeah, yeah. he just kind of pulls up, jumps twelve feet in the air, and tries to. Look, at least he's trying, eh? Can. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> the guys, that he's a human <laughs> being. Like he has feelings. Guy's supposed to be a top five point guard in the NBA. Hey, it's the thought that counts, guys, okay? Hey, he's trying. You, you miss the shots you don't take. I heard somebody say that once. Something <laughs> like that. Michael Scott? Not quite a direct No, it was quote Wayne there. Gretzky, you uh, idiot. Uh, I think I heard it from Michael Scott first, actually. Really? You guys are crazy. That's a tough look for a sports podcast, quoting Michael Scott instead of Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> All right, moving on to our NFL wagon. 
Rain put this in here, so I'm just going to let him talk about it. Uh, I think the New England Patriots are looking pretty good. They just came off a Super Bowl win. They've been in the Super Bowl for three years in a row in the AFC for, what, eight years in a row? Mm. So I think they're uh, they're a dark horse for next year, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, People right. will be sleeping on them, I think. Uh, I, I actually I disagree. I don't think anybody will ever be sleeping on them at no. this point in time. Well, they were sleeping on them this year, and I was like, Which you guys just, just wait. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Like, I was, like, oh, yeah, New England's not as good. Man, Like, they make it every year. They're obviously going to win their division. So, yeah. I think the interesting thing in the offseason with them is there's been a rumor floated out about them being interested in Josh Rosen if he's available. Uh, they've got a couple assets there they can trade. They've got a first-round pick this year that's probably it's probably on the board for Rosen. They do not have anyone to back to back up Tom Brady. At no, this they have point. a good backup. You're wrong there. Brian Hoyer Brian is Hoyer. an absolute star. He is the type he's of backup star quarterback you want, but he he's not your future. He's my future. I think he's a star. I think Drew and I agree. He's a great he's a great quarterback. Don't uh, throw me into <laughs> that. Leave me out of that. He's good. What do you think of the of the Rosen uh, trade rumor to the Patriots? Uh. Personally, I think Brady still has like three or four years, so I don't think they have to worry about it now. They're obviously they're trying to think of an Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers type situation where Favre plays out his career or plays out until his contract's up, and then someone will replace him. But I think New England, I think they have some hole of, holes to fill if they want to repeat. I mean, that was way too much of a grind to during that Super Bowl. You could still see that they needed some assets like Brady was getting beaten up so offensive line help would help mm-hmm. them their linebackers were also really slow I was really surprised the Rams didn't take advantage of yeah. Todd Gurley out of the backfield yeah Detroit position. lit them up this year and the Rams couldn't Detroit <laughs> hey Matt Patricia probably game planned the crap out of that game with his pencil and the laminated sheet underrated coach no he sucks any coach that tries to write on a laminated sheet with a pencil should not have a job in the nfl and definitely should not be considered underrated okay moving on to the world of soccer uh both manchester teams were riding a high obviously man you lost to psg last night at home uh man city is looking really good they got a couple big wins at home uh, including a 6 nothing dub against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea boy, Simon, do you want to talk about that? I'll save that conversation for a bit later, but I'll talk about Manchester United. I think it's a, it was bound to happen eventually, um, especially now. You know, they, they got rid of Mourinho at a good time. I would yeah. say, actually, he's probably been there. He was there for too long, but yeah. the run of games that they, they gave Ole to start his time at, uh, at Man U in the Prem was was perfect. He's He's had the opportunity to win... Um, most of his games at the beginning here, and he's brought them up all the way to fourth or fifth position now. Fourth, I believe. Quite uh, right back in the Champions League conversation for next year, so that's mm-hmm. really impressive that he's been able to do that. But uh, in my opinion, they're they're out of the Champions League right now. That was a tough loss last night. They're going to be um, – they had tough injuries. They're missing uh, Martial to an injury and uh, Pogba to suspension now. He uh, – got a, a silly second yellow card at the end of yeah. um, last night's game against uh, PSG so mm-hmm. um you know that's not looking great but hopefully it doesn't uh, hopefully for them at least it doesn't stop their uh um their time in the Premier League cuz they're having uh their seasons picked right up since uh, mm-hmm. since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in and uh my Manchester City team has been doing quite well lately uh especially at home in the Premier League with a, some really big scoring dubs against some uh some weaker teams, and then we had some some big goals against Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, do you want to talk about the Chelsea game? Look, Aguero is 
for sure one of the best players in Premier League history. Oh, he, yeah. He often gets left out of the conversation, mm-hmm. but especially when he's doing stuff like last week, he put up a hat trick against Arsenal. A, you know, not yeah. fantastic lately, not great this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a big, still a big, big team, club, top yeah. six, big team. Um, yeah, for sure, not not an easy thing to do for any player to score yeah. a Premier League hat trick at all. Uh, he's on eleven now, tied with Alan Shearer, all time yeah. most hat tricks in the Prem. Super impressive numbers. Um, like you can't argue with that. And then he goes next week and does the same thing against my Chelsea team. Yeah. Um, very disappointed in the result of that game. Yeah, he's uh he's been incredible for us for ever since he got here. Really, you know, winning us the uh, the Premier League against Man U a couple years with a great call, um, and then trying to go back to back this year. Liverpool is is tough, and we're gaining on them. We're doing our best, but it'll be an inter- really interesting race coming down the last yeah, couple. Yeah, of I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this how this pans out. Man City have so much depth. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a scary thing to come up against when you're. For any team, um, especially maybe in the Champions League over two legs, they're still pushing for that. Um, they've got the Carabao Cup final coming yeah. up against Chelsea. They can still have a trouble-winning season. Um, you know, fingers crossed for any Man City yeah. fans out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, for any team that that thinks they can compete, then you just you look at their starters. They're world-class. They spent a lot of money, but they spent it well. Pep, one of the best managers out there, yeah. in my opinion. He's won everywhere he's been undeniably yeah. great coach and um you know when you look at their bench you know they see the starters they can bring on gabriel jesus riyad Mahrez, mm-hmm. um all these backup defenders Andrew you know Lund, they yeah. don't need to play company anymore he's an injury liability but they've yeah. filled the gaps Odomendi doesn't get games anymore you've got young players like phil foden coming yep. through um it's looking so bright for them like they're they're not slowing down uh anytime now it's just a matter of whether they can keep up with liverpool right now yeah, exactly. So it's Cam, be- I think they're sleeping on our teams here. Oh, God. We got some dark horse teams in the the Premier League that they're sleeping on. Are we really going to bring up Bournemouth and Cardiff? Look, both your teams, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say... You I know, think look, our teams both- are looking good. Look- I mean, Cardiff City's looking tough right now. We're looking, obviously, some heartbreak there. But, hey, we we had a big win on Saturday, and Bournemouth's looking good as well. So, look for them to be in the Champions League uh, well, two years So, time. yeah, Bournemouth... Have, uh, it, that is a hot take. Yeah, look, Cardiff... I I want them to stay up right now. They're yeah, after all they've been through right now. They've uh, they keep picking up results, and everybody kind of wrote them off even before the season started. I know I did. They were my first pick to go down next year. So, wow. um, apologies to you, Rain. I you know, but uh, they keep scoring goals when nobody thinks they can, and they keep picking up these these wins. And and nobody else down there in the in the relegation scrap is picking up wins like they are. So. You know they've separated themselves from Fulham and Huddersfield right now, so they're they're looking like they have a real chance if they can keep getting results. Yeah, we have two you know real high caliber players. Looking at Junior Hoylet, Brampton, Ontario native. We have to rep our Canadians wherever they're playing. And uh, and uh, goalkeeper Neil Etheridge is actually his background's Filipino, which is crazy because haven't really seen that before in the Prem. So. Yeah, not a lot of uh, Filipinos play soccer; they all play basketball. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, a Filipino play a different sport. So I'm really happy for that. It's nice to see, especially at such a high level. You know, he's yeah. he's saving penalties, keeping clean sheets for for a, you know, a lower level team. Yeah, in the exactly. Division, so. so it's really uh, promising for the Philippine national team. Okay. Wow, didn't know that. Rain, yeah, big soccer. Crazy. Guy. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next segment, we got on this day in history where we look back at a big trade, big signing, or a big moment in sports that happened around this time. Cameron, take it away. Yeah, so the trade we're going to look back on now is the Brooklyn trade with Boston um, that sent 
Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry to Brooklyn in exchange for uh, Gerald Wallace, Chris Humphreys, Marshawn Brooks, and three first-round picks, which ended up being four because they had the right to swap in 2017. Uh, Boston got the 2014 Brooklyn pick, which ended up being James Brown. The 2016 Brooklyn pick, which ended up being Jalen Brown. Uh, 2017 Brooklyn pick, which they traded to the Sixers and ended up picking Jason Tatum, and but also got the Sacramento pick in 2019. And the 2018 Brooklyn pick, which was traded to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving. Um, for me, this trade started their rebuild, and it's the reason they're in the Anthony it's, Davis sweeps. It started and ended their rebuild. It started they and ended fleeced the them. Quick. Uh, it's the reason Brooklyn has been in shambles for the last couple of years as oh, yeah. well. Uh, they haven't been able to pick anyone, so they've been having to um, trade for bad contracts and get first-round picks in return. You saw this with Tamari Carroll with the Raptors. They um, they, they sent Tamari Carroll to Brooklyn and their first-round pick just to get off that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy trade. Uh, but looking back at it now, Boston looks incredible. And good thing Brooklyn's back from uh, from that awful trade. They've bounced back. They've got a, a lot of key pieces. Uh, Demari Carroll's actually played pretty good for the Nets, so that's that's been really uh, relieving for them. Joe Harris is a star. That guy is an absolute stud. So, I mean, yeah, that Boston trade really helped them out. They look incredible for the long run, and... They also can use those pieces to get a super mega star, like Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. But yeah, that uh, that was a crazy trade. Uh, but but we also can't you know forget that Brooklyn, uh, P- uh, Pierce and Garnett and Jason Terry. The farthest that they got was the second round, and they were talking a lot of trash to Miami that back in the day. And oh yeah, they just got dummied. So you understood the whole see. concept of that trade at the time. You had um, Darren Williams, you had Brooke Lopez, you had Joe Johnson there in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you almost wanted to pair them and see if you could make a super team run against the Miami Heat with LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. Didn't work. But they gave up way too much in oh, looking yeah. back. Trading for 37-year-old superstars or 37-year-old Hall of Famers probably isn't your best bet at that point. Yeah, well, and they barely survived that Raptors series, and that was a Raptor yeah. team that wasn't entirely that they good. They weren't strong. They weren't strong, but... You know, lasting seven games against them, that's pretty embarrassing. So, mm-hmm. I mean. All right, we're going to move on to our rant monologue segment. Um, all of us here support a wide variety of teams, and when you support a wide variety of teams, your heart gets broken in a million different ways. So I'm going to start here. I'm a big Habs fan, and our latest move was trading for Nate Thompson from the Los Angeles Kings, another fourth-line center. This has happened over the past couple of years with our GM, Mark Bergevin, where we kind of swap and trade for fourth liners, left, right, and center. No matter what, that's the only move we seem to make at deadline deals and stuff like that. We've caught a lot of flack for it, and everyone said he's learned, but clearly hasn't, and I'm just sick and tired of it, especially this year where we're kind of rebuilding but yet still doing well. We're probably going to make the playoffs, and I'm rattled about it because we're probably going to lose in the first round to Toronto, someone like that. Or if we miss out, it's going to be even more heartbreaking and we're going to get a crappy mid to late first round pick. And I called this like about a month ago and it's seeing unfold in front of me right now just hurts even worse because I know I knew that it was going to happen. Rain, your turn. So I am a big Chicago Blackhawks fan. And, you know, lately we haven't uh, another wagon. We haven't. been. Yeah. Now I wish not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, it's obviously looked better. 
you know, in the past, but recently we haven't been as good as before. And at the beginning of the year, I was sort of happy that we were tanking, you know, we were in the, in the running for a top three pick. But now that we've started winning, uh, I'm I'm starting to get a little frustrated because I know we're not good enough to get the playoff get to the playoffs, and I want to get a top three pick. So why don't we just start ta- tanking now? Sell uh you know sell a few assets and then we'll get a top three pick because if we keep going at this streak here, we're not going to get a good draft pick. And I'd rather be you know tanking and get a good pick than be mediocre and pick what is it ten to twelve when I can get a third overall pick. Or first overall pick. What assets do you want from the trade? Uh, Brent Seabrook. Uh, I'd like him to go. You won't getting off. Getting no, but hey, uh, the salary would uh, the salary dump would help. Uh, Artem Anisimov, he could go. Uh, but the players I would keep: uh, Patrick Kane. I'd keep him. He's pretty good. Jonathan Taves is pretty good. Alex DeBrincat's good at the sport. Dylan Strom's an absolute star in the making. Unreal. Great pickup by uh, GM Stan. Yeah, he's good looking good. And Eric Gustafson's a top two defenseman. That guy's unreal. So, I mean, we got some pieces, and if we start tanking now, it's not too late. It's still 30 games left. So, if we go on a 30 game losing streak, I think we can get that first overall pick. So, Rain, just to be clear here, you want your team to lose the next 30 games. For sure. Yeah. So, our yeah, rant segment too. so far has been uh, exactly a rant about two teams that are winning. Yeah. Yeah, that must suck. Eh? See, Drew and I yes. don't want to be mediocre. Yeah. We we don't want to get you know, because I don't want to get all hyped up for the playoffs and then get like losing four. Yeah, five. I don't want to get on a streak and so not make the playoffs. Not ready right now. So you're not you're not content with being like as good as you can be. You'd rather be exactly this year. Us. No, okay. Next year, yes. a building year this year. Hey, it could be worse. You could have a third overall draft pick and pick Yasperi Cup in the Emmy. Yeah, he Guy's sucks. Good. Uh, David Legwand. <laughs> Guy's doing real well, and he's only 18, guys. Hey Rain, <laughs> what's up? Do you know? Do you know he's only eighteen? Jason, Jason Tatum is only twenty. N- not, oh, is he nineteen or twenty now? He's twenty now. Is he? I thought he was nineteen. Oh, whatever. He's nineteen. He's nineteen. Ben Simmons, rookie of the year. I think I, that's my pick for rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. Again. Yeah. Great joke. Great joke. Yeah, it's recurring. Panarin won rookie of the year at twenty-eight with nine yeah, years. Yeah, he did. But he also played with Patrick Kane. So. Oh yeah, I could have won rookie of the year playing with exactly. Patrick. All right, Cameron, you want to rant now? Yeah, so my rant is actually not about one of my teams winning when they should be losing. It's about Patrick Mahomes' contract details. Uh, On Twitter the other day, a video of Patrick Mahomes surfaced where he was playing pickup basketball with a couple of his friends. Um, The Chiefs quickly nipped that in the bud, and now his contract limits the following activities. Water or snow skiing, jet skiing, surfing, hang gliding, bungee jumping, diving, skydiving, scuba diving, rock or mountain climbing, boxing, basketball, race car driving as a driver or a passenger, riding a motorcycle, a motorbike, all-terrain or similar vehicle as a driver or a passenger, use of firearms, professional wrestling, or the like. Uh, For your MVP quarterback who's just coming off 50 touchdowns in his rookie season, if he wants to play a game of pickup basketball, let him play a game of pickup basketball. Ooh, I don't know about that. Until he tears his ACL. Yeah. Come on now. I'm, I'm like it's hilarious all the details in it, but I'm, I'm fine with the no pickup basketball. Yeah, I mean, like, look that. what happened to you on Monday. You rolled your ankle and it's swollen as hell. Do you want that to happen to Patty? Well, maybe he would actually wear ball shoes. So yeah, yeah, true. That would have, might that have, might have a difference. Might be, yeah, he might have basketball shoes on his feet. Um, 
We saw the whole freak injury thing we were talking about earlier with David or David Pasternak and the ones you were talking about earlier as well. But it's early off season. If the guy wants to play a game and pick up basketball with his mm. friends for um, for a little right. bit of cardio, I'd say you let him do it. Did uh, did Pat Mahomes get injured or did, was he just playing? No, he, he was, was just playing. playing. The so video they... surfaced and he was just playing. See, it's a bit of an extreme reaction, in my opinion, to ban him from skydiving. Like, what if the guy wants to go do some stuff? Like, yeah. The one that stuck out for me was hang gliding. Hang gliding is dangerous, man. That's my, so my, much fun. my English teacher, she uh, fell out of the sky and hit a uh, hit a semi truck. That's the most Yukon thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you're uh, from Yukon or something. Yeah, something That's like pretty that. Cool. It was pretty wild. Um, Could have died. Kind of dangerous, a little bit, but just putting that out there. Of all the things, though, like basketball. You know, yeah, and whatever. he tears his ACL, and Kansas City's stuck yeah. with uh, a backup quarterback for the rest of the year. So, yeah. yeah, look, I mean, in terms of the management, it makes sense on their part. Like the last thing they want yeah. is some their player doing something silly and getting hurt. So, and at the end of the day, the managers run the team and all that. And they don't want their star quarterback getting hurt. I'm totally fine with the contract. Yeah, me as well. I, me. I think you're limiting him off the field. I don't think. Well, I don't. Okay, would you, you be mean? upset if Cam Newton uh, hurt himself? What, playing Again. frisbee? Would you be upset? Tore no. shoulder apart. If he's doing it for as part of his off-season training. No, what if, if he's, he's doing, he's doing it with his family vacation? It, and he's uh, doing it in-season? Absolutely have a problem with it. I have no problem with this contract being a thing in-season, limited to doing absolute nothing but football activities in-season. In the off-season, where he now has months to recover, if he, do, if he does roll an ankle or do something like that, I think you let him play a game of pickup. So I say, so you say, what, two days before training camp, Cam Newton's just on vacation before he goes to camp and he just plays Frisbee and just hops out. Pops his knee, just like tears his ACL. Aren't you going to be a little upset? I'd be a little mad. I'd be upset too. The point of this this is it's early in the offseason. He still has plenty of time to recover, even if it... And we're talking about extreme. You can also just get re-injured from that. How many people have played pickup basketball and not tore their ACL? Right. Well, I have never torn my ACL playing basketball. Yeah, Me neither. Neither. but Neither you rolled your ankle on I'm Monday. I'm also not playing as intense as Patrick Mahomes is. Like you saw yeah, that. Yeah, we're video. not playing professional that guy sports. Is going we don't all have a out. career on the line. So no, none of us are. But we still the odds of us rolling or tearing our ACL is very slim. In a game of pickup basketball. You willing to taste, take that risk with your MVP quarterback? Absolutely. In this wow. See, I, I don't have to worry options. about that. My star quarterback runs a book club, so we're <laughs> That's okay. what we all want, eh? He also yeah. has a neck beard. He also has a neck beard. And he also has a cool Twitter account that's uh, parodies his life, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Captain Andrew Luck. I hate the cold. <laughs> yeah. So just because of you. He no, keeps okay. Well, the Habs suck too, so. Yeah. No, we actually don't. That's the issue. What team are you, use, you choosing next year? The Browns? Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the fans listening at home, every year I choose a different NFL team just because I never really got – I never really had a team growing Man, up. Bandwagon. Bum. Not at all. I picked them at the beginning of the year. So I will <laughs> make You can still pick. be a bandwagon at the That's beginning the of the year. Next episode, I will choose my team. How about that? Okay, in the meantime, I've got a little rant. Go for it. So I'm a big Chelsea fan. And I cannot stand the way that they're being run right now. It is just embarrassing to see how their results are going. They had a great start to the season, tipped maybe to go in the t- in the title race. That was a big call from the media to mm-hmm. to put all that pressure on them early. It was, uh, I I think that was a mistake. But uh, 
you know, lately we've seen just some horrific results mixed in with some really good ones, which I don't quite understand. Um, you know, uh, a couple games ago we saw uh, them just collapse against Bournemouth. They never looked like scoring after they conceded the first yeah, game. Baby. You know, Cam's <laughs> over there just laughing at me because, you know, Chelsea are supposed to be this elite team and they can't beat Bournemouth happening, yeah. away. And uh, then <laughs> they go, Huddersfield comes to visit and it's it's a 5 nothing game. Higuain makes his uh, debut, a couple goals for him, a couple goals for Hazard. Greatest Every... Argentinian player of all time. That's a very hot take. <laughs> it's also um, just not true. Yeah, yeah I would say <laughs> okay. it's not true. Aguero. Uh, I mean, you're missing one. Argentina's produced some pretty okay, good Okay, Di Maria. Oh, there you go. There you go, sorry. Perfect. Okay. He looked good That's against Man U. He did. He did look very good. Um, yeah, so, you know, in three games, somehow they can win, sorry, lose 4 nothing to a, a mid-table team, then beat a uh, relegation team 5 nothing, and then come back Smack. ready to, like, hopefully change the title race in some way or have an effect, keep themselves in top four contention, and what do they go do? They go to Man City, and they lose... Six nothing, conceded four goals in the first twenty five minutes. Never really looked like scoring. Um, you know, they're just all over the place. Marcus Alonso doesn't look like he knows how to play defense anymore. Nope. Um, David, David Luiz also can't awful. defend now. He so looked ugly. awful against City. He they just look like shadows of what they were and you know, they have some good players still, like Cesar Aspilicueta, one of the best servants Chelsea has ever had. Yeah. Solid player all the way through all the time. And you know, he what is he going to do about it when his defensive partners can't do you know Kepa poor poor goalkeeper he can't do anything about his defenders being so poor in front of him and I think a lot of it comes from uh the manager deciding to stick so rigidly to to his philosophy and and not make adjustments when they need it N'Golo Kante is the best defensive midfielder in yeah. the world playing out of position I, I don't understand why he wants him he to play in an attack, in more attacking role. He wants him to score some goals, get some assists. That's oh, completely unnecessary. Him. Yeah, his play style has yeah. nothing to do with that sort of output. He's all about defending. Um, you know, he scores a few goals here and there. He's already, you know, this season he's had a better output than he ever has before. But that's because he's being played completely out of position. Mm-hmm. Jorginho's too slow. He can't perform when the players around him aren't performing, because um, all he does is, is move the ball you know a lot of the time side to side so if the players around him aren't able to create anything he looks poor he can't defend you know it's all over the place too it helps now that we got Higuain in uh, a proper center forward uh, Murata was looking awful Giroud is not up to up to speed for the Prem anymore great haircut though uh, great great looking guy yeah. but uh certified man unfortunately yeah. can't uh can't score the goals anymore mm-hmm. so uh they were playing hazard up as a false nine and that was that was no good so I'm I'm looking to uh to see them improve and if they can't do it I'm I'm very disappointed personally I just think they're weathering the storm for their record transfer to come home who's Christian that gonna Pulisic, be baby Christian Pulisic he's a stud the future of football so. Future football. All right, we're uh, we're gonna move on to our fake prop bet now. Uh, so with the AAF coming up and seeing all these former NFL players in there and the busts and has-beens and this and that, how many first-round NFL quarterback busts will make an appearance in the AAF this season? Over/under is one and a half. I'm hammering that over. I'm going under. I- I'll go with Drew with over there. I think we're gonna see plenty. 
Cameron? I'm going to take the over as well. Ah, I'm suck it, Rain. I'm taking the under. Suck but, it. hey, it, I think the first quarterback we'll see next year, uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bust, so I think he'll be in the, in the AF AF. next year. So. <laughs> it's like when he went to Juco. Yeah, he sucks. He's going to go back there, tear it up for two years, and then come back up to Carolina. Yeah. He's not a very good quarterback, so I Super think Bowl. he belongs in the AF. So yeah, he'll he's... go there, play a couple years, have fun, come back up to Carolina, lose another Super Bowl. Yeah. On a serious note, uh, I think the AAF is a is an is a good league because it complements the NFL season, right? Yeah, non-playoff wait, teams have been, off, have been off for a month now. If you have a backup quarterback that you want to get reps, stick him in the AAF and just see what he can do there. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our final segment, we got the where is he now? So this is where we look at random athletes across all sports that people have totally forgot about. Hopefully, they have an interesting storyline. And we just find out where they are. So I'm going to start with Bryant Big Country Reeves. So Bryant Big Country Reeves was an absolute unit for the Vancouver Grizzlies and showed some promise in his early days before signing a six-year, $61.8 million extension. He was a fan favorite. Wasn't a great player. He's definitely not a Hall of Famer because most people have never heard of him. I just like him because his name was Bryant Big Country Reeves. And, uh, you know, he was really lost. Sports Illustrated did a documentary on him. And he was just in his backyard. He's awesome. He just, for someone as rich as he was and was such a fan favorite through the Grizzlies fan base, he just kind of went off the face of the earth. And uh, it was really funny just kind of watching that documentary and finding out what had happened to him post-NBA. Rain? Yeah, what a great talent he was. I think I thought he was uh, an amazing player back in his day. But looking at my random player of the week, we got former NHL heavyweight Donald Brashear. Wow. I know you guys haven't heard that name in a while. I sure as hell haven't. But uh, in case you didn't know who Donald Brashear was, absolute heavyweight in the NHL. This guy was probably undefeated in fights. I don't remember anyone beating him. This guy played for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, why? The Vancouver Canucks, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Washington Capitals, and the New York Rangers. So obviously he wasn't known for uh, putting up points. He did put up some uh, some stats, uh, mostly penalty minutes and probably plus minus. Probably a only stat that plus matters. Minus. Plus a thousand player, probably. Only stat that matters. And, uh, you know, after his NHL career was over, after when sort of fighting was starting to get tuned out, he joined the... Uh, I don't know. I probably Drew's probably heard of it, but there was a documentary a few years yeah, ago about the, the uh, one, yeah. about the French uh, semi pro league, the LNAH, LNAH, whatever it was called, and it's pretty much just a uh, just a boxing match on skates. That's what it was. It was just a oh yeah, just a absolute bloodbath every single game, and that fit Donald Brashear's game. And he was one year he was a point of game player, <laughs> so probably that, a fight a game player. In that, how many games? I don't know, 31 games, I think. <laughs> I, it's, it's a shortened season. It's pretty small. Yeah, so that semi-pro league is my dream. I want to play there someday. I want to see how long I can you... last. Probably like 10 seconds. That's a... I'm hammering uh, that under. But, <laughs> yeah, so Donald Brashear now, he retired a few years ago. He played in Sweden after the uh, the semi-pro league. And uh, recently, he actually sold a building in Quebec. So that's where he resides right oh, now. So Big real estate guy. I think he's a future Hall of Famer first ballot. I don't know about oh, you guys, God. but I think he is. So No. Yeah. All right. Simon, your uh, your where oh. is he now? Um, so he's actually been in the news uh, more lately. I'm going to talk about Paul Scholes. So he was a big uh, 
he was a legend at Manchester United um, for a long time, still is. Um, one of the greats, class of 92, um, won everything, Champions Leagues, um, Premier Leagues, FA Cups, everything you can name uh, with Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson. And um, just in the last couple of weeks, he has taken uh, a job in uh, management um, for uh, Oldham Athletic in the Football League 2, which is the... Uh, for those who aren't familiar, the fourth division of uh, English soccer. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he goes. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of uh, lots of those types of players who have come into management recently, um, and he's the latest to do so. Um, yeah. We've seen Frank Lampard at Derby County in the championship. Uh, he's been successful. You know, it's kind of a mix uh, as to uh, retired players, whether or not they'll be successful as yeah, managers. Thierry Henry is. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Nelson. He has yeah. already lost his job at Monaco. Yeah. We saw Gary Neville try to, Gary and Phil Neville try to uh, do some stuff at Valencia. That was a disaster. Uh, Tony Adams went to Spain too. That was a disaster. Um, and then you look at guys like Pep Guardiola, obviously was a, a great player and a great manager. Usually you see, um, you know, the great managers didn't have great careers and, and vice versa. So, he, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Paul Scholes can do, and if he's successful, maybe we'll see him managing a Premier League team someday. All right, cool. Cameron, your where is he now? So my where is he now is uh, Glenn Davis, NBA champion with the Boston Celtics. Big baby. In 2008, he actually played eight seasons in the NBA with the Celtics, Magic, and Clippers. But as the league evolved, his uh, his big body build was a uh, was edged out of the league with the pace and space. In 2016, he actually ventured into um, directing films, but that was very short-lived. Uh, last year, he went on to play in the Big Three, where he was a part of the championship-winning power team. Uh, but in that time, he was caught in a drug scandal where he was arrested for drug possession uh, after the police found 126 grams of, of weed in a briefcase containing $92,000 in cash inside Yee. his hotel room. It's a tough look. Now, Big Baby Davis is playing for my hometown, St. John's Edge, in the uh, National Basketball League of Canada, where he's averaging 16 points and 6 rebounds in 24 minutes a game. Can he even move? Uh, he's actually uh, he's actually thim- uh, slimmed out a little bit. Really? Has yeah. he cried yet? Not yet. No, 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 not yet. Who made him cry? Uh, him KG? KG made him cry. I'll make him cry. Uh. All right, so that's going to do it for the first episode of the Manalytics podcast. Thank you all for listening. Don't be afraid to give us a follow on Twitter, at Drew Hardiman1. Bringer of Rain. Uh, at S. Kishuk. At Cameron underscore Tobin. Perfect. Thanks, all, for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Don't forget to follow our Instagram. See you later.